pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Well, greetings and welcome back. KB Creators for another adventure to live your best life, and we're doing this together. I'm Stephen Canyon. Go to stephencanyon.com, which is the website for a visit. And if you would like to begin receiving KB text messages and just an occasional Kinetic Belief insight from me, just text the word KINETIC to 31996 and you're in. And if you would like to become part of the KB family, well, you're invited to join our private Facebook group, Hello, Miss Maggie. Hello, Stephen. How's my friend? I'm fantastical today. What a day it has been. <laughs> go, go, go. Uh, we have uh, just go, getting go, go. set up for today's podcast has been uh, quite the event, hasn't it? It has. Sometimes you have technical issues, but you just plow through well, them, Well, right? especially when you know we've been on the move, and a lot of you guys, I mean, we've, we haven't been dropping as many podcasts as we would like to as of late. We have had some... Um, Meetings that transpired in Edinburgh, Scotland. Then we had to go down to Montenegro and down in the Serbian region of Europe and the Baltic states and over into Albania. So schlepping equipment and moving around <laughs> has really, it's been, it's been exciting. That's it's what been I'm, fun. That's what I'm going to start saying when someone asks what I've been up to. Schlepping. You've been schlepping. I've been schlepping. Well, speaking of schlepping and moving around, I yes. have to say, we are in one of the most beautiful places in the world oh, right now. Would you not agree? Breathtaking. And Stunning. I tell you what really caught me by surprise is where we're located. We are on the coast in Albania, and the sun happens to be setting, in, in of course, in the west, but is directly out in, in front of us over the ocean. Yes. I've never seen some of the colors that we've seen with the sunset. It's sort of funny, though, because, I mean, the sunsets are almost identical every night. You know, it's just like repeat, repeat. But I've been taking a photo every night. Like, they're all the same photo. I know. know. (laughs) Because you're you're texting me the photograph. And it's like, didn't you send this one to me last night? (laughs) I can't help it, though. And it's so beautiful. You feel like it's different or something. Well, here's a question for you. And, Mm -hmm. of course, as beautiful as the sunset is, and it's going to be the same way tonight. All the rain is behind us. Mm -hmm. We were up in Montenegro, and it, it rained for two months up in the former Republic of Serbia. Every day, rain and wind. So here we are now in the sunshine in the Mediterranean. Yes. And so we can count on it. Sun and the beautiful sunset every day. What would you describe as something beautiful? As something beautiful? Something that is beautiful. What, what in your mind is it that makes something beautiful compared to something else that, eh, mm. that's, not, that's not something that's strikingly beautiful to me today? Well, I think when something's beautiful and you are observing it, it has such an organic, unique sensation that you can feel almost in your gut, almost in your your core. Mm. And and that can be many things, right? That can come from all different types of, of things, whether it's a sunset or the water or a painting or whatever, but it makes you feel something very specific. Well, do you think that something might be considered beautiful if it's uncommon? N- 
It could be, but I don't think that's necessarily required. Well, probably not because you've been taking the same picture, the same sunset, the same beauty every day, even though it has become a common thing. Right. And and I could do it for a thousand years and I don't think it would ever change. So there's something to it that strikes the soul. Yeah. And the soul, it's like it wakes up and says, that to me is beautiful. I would love Mm. to know what some of the KBs think about what is beautiful to them. What makes you think? What is it that compels you to go, ah, that's beautiful? And are you saying, are you, are you asking what is the entity that you think is beautiful or what's the, what, what triggers you to think something is beautiful? Exactly. The trigger. Yes. That's, that's a great, I've never ever thought about why that. Is, why is this sunset beautiful and this sunset is not? Is it the familiarity or is it because it's uncommon? You know, if you continue to go to the same art gallery and you you look at the same painting that the first time you saw it, you go, that's striking. That is gorgeous. It's beautiful to my soul. And so you look at it every day, all the time, every day. Does it some at some point become less beautiful to you? Mm. I don't think it should, right? It shouldn't. <laughs> no, I just, I, I can't imagine, either, I right? cannot imagine being a hundred, a hundred years old yeah. and, and going, eh. Oh, whatever, to a sunset. I mean, I don't think that happens. KBs, what makes something beautiful to you? Megan and I want to know. I think we should all know the answer to that. And because then, you know, if you know the answer to something and you search your soul and goes, that's what really strikes me as being beautiful, then we can on purpose surround ourselves with more beauty. Yes. And, And, you know, knowing, acknowledging the sensation, acknowledging the trigger, it also makes you a lot more sensitive to when you're in a, uh, the presence of beauty, a, a beautiful moment. Become present because how many beautiful things do we run past every right. day that we don't stop and smell the, the roses, oh, right? Yes. Today, how can I apply the law of attraction to my life? I think that's a great lead into Whoa. what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> yes. You know, most people misunderstand yes. the law of attraction. They, they believe that, for example, that if they want something that all they need to do is to think about it, and then it will come to them. While this is one part of how, the, how attraction works, it is not the sum total. Look, the, the reality of the life that you will experience in the future is being created by what you are imagining to see in the, the, the non-empirical world around you. That's the tangible. And it is... It is from the subconscious part of your being, which is the essence of who you are, that life comes. It is the, it's the personality traits that we adapt ourselves to throughout our life experiences that then guide us into experiences, guides us into circumstances, guides us into the relationships that we're experiencing and what we call successes and failures. For example, the one who habitually gripes and complains today is attracting more things to gripe and complain about tomorrow. And most often, a complainer is just communicating with everybody around them that uh, the way that they've been conditioned to communicate is to complain. It becomes a personality trait. Maybe that's the way... You know, mama and them always talk. They 
you get together at the the checkered cloth picnic just to see who can gripe and complain the most, and it becomes a personality trait. In other words, griping for for them is just a way of life. And if if you have the tendency to be a complainer, begin learning to do all things without complaining. You know, we live in a a cause and effect universe, and. And it's, it's a good way to remember this. Look, if you complain, you will remain. If you uh, have a- gratitude, then you'll gain altitude. It's simple, but um, it's always true. I love that. <laughs> I love when things are memory helpers. I always need that, yes. you know. Um, one of the KBs wrote in with this question. Um, they said, do you think that where a person lives presents its own challenges for a person to have to overcome? That's a really good question. Yeah. And the answer is simply yes. The personality of a culture, of a civilization, of a culture, of a community, of a neighborhood it has a personality a predominant personality. It's top-down. It's the most aggressive personality that becomes another and another. Families will have a culture of a personality. And so it becomes the individual, even for the one who judges themselves by their best intentions, but others by what they do. They're still judging. There is a a judgment that becomes a people in a, a culture or a society. And the personality of the judger is, is that they are aligning their observations, they are aligning their vibrational energetics with a weak, complaining expectation for life. They don't necessarily know the significant damage that they're doing when they do this to their own lives. Look, if you want to begin operating, and if you want to begin um, expanding your life and advancing your mind, body, and soul like the bloom of a flower opening up to be able to live your best life, to experience the life you were meant to experience. Begin by ending the complaining and the griping. It doesn't matter what somebody said. It doesn't matter what you saw. It doesn't matter what you heard. End the personality of complaint and begin the attitude of gratitude. Look, everybody's always attracting things into their lives. We're always working to attract things. The life that you're living is an example of what you've been talking about, for example. However, if you want to attract things into your life and to do it on purpose, if you want to improve things in your finances, if you want to heal your body, improve your health in any way, to develop in relationships, to make them better or attract better relationships and and better friends into your life. Simply put, the more you complain, the deeper you will dig your hole. (laughs) The more you will attract into your life to complain about. Wow. It's, that's as, as basic. And as basic as we make this sound, it's still complex enough to where you know, I'm stirring myself up yes. in the remembrance of this every single mm-hmm. day of my life. It's easy to forget it and to, to, to go back into being uh, under the control and subjection of negativity. Well, and I always find the things that you may call basic and, and simplistic uh, the most profound and, and the most important in our lives. That's, um, that's so powerful. We also have a question from Carl. He's writing from Germany. Hello, Carl. He says, I come from a middle-class family. 
I've been married for three years. I've had the same job since I got married that I don't like. I don't enjoy the people I work with and I don't like my boss. My question is, I want to imagine something new for my family, but I seem to be trapped into the way I've always thought about work, my family and my finances. So things don't really seem to be changing for us. How can I change what I'm expecting? Great question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Meg, Megan and I have spent the last several months, like I was saying, in the region of Serbia, Bosnia, uh, Kosovo, and teaching. And, and that's where we are right now. Some of the sweetest, kindest people that you would ever meet live here. Yes. yes. However, uh, throughout their history, like many different societies around the world, they've had plenty that they could collectively complain about and still do today. Their journey, for example, into the 21st century has been fraught with economic lack and uh, uh, difficulties with food distribution and other challenges and and various other uh, war-torn conditions of uh, insufficient infrastructure support. But what's happening right now is that many of the individuals within the Baltic state regions are beginning to transcend their conscious historic conditioning while at the same time developing in a state of expectant gratitude for life. We are, we've really thoroughly enjoyed meeting so many in the last four months while on this journey here. And yet they, what Megan, what we were talking about just yesterday, they don't gripe and they don't complain. No one is complaining when there would certainly be plenty that they could complain and gripe about. And instead of that, they've replaced the opportunity for complaining with a sensitivity to others. They clean up after their children in public places. And we're amazed in a, in a, in a restaurant how they will come in and they, you know, the kids are running and doing what children do. And it's fun to watch and the laughter and the joy and the crumbs are everywhere as they always are. But then the, the parents in, in their appreciation for life and each other and for others around them, they, they clean up before they leave the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they clean up the crumbs, and there is an expectation for life being better, an expectation for being a, a joy to the, their environment, to those around mm-hmm. them. Yes. There's no problem with um, uh, the mandates that you know the whole world has been under. They don't complain about moving through something and masks and all these other things. So th- an, an awareness that creates a narrative for complaining can become a habit. And if you are the one who complains, then it's a habit that you should break if you're wanting to attract your best life. Mm. If you ever wish people would thank you occasionally for something, stop griping and complaining. And I'm telling you, everybody around you will thank you. Your life will thank you. and You'll be well <laughs> on your way to living your best life. Why? We know gratitude is important, but I'm, I'm wondering exactly, specifically, why it's so important. Because, you know, when it comes to attracting change into our lives, because it is a little paradoxical when you start to get into the nitty gritty of it, because you want to be grateful for what you have while also wanting more and wanting to change. And so there can be a little bit of a inner contradiction sometimes. Yeah, well, the conscious challenge for transitional awareness 
is to be grateful in all circumstances, regardless of the circumstance you find yourself in, continue and remain in your gratitude, mm-hmm. not for the circumstance. Don't confuse the two. You know, but we, in all circumstances, uh, remain grateful. In other words, there may be a storm of strife all around you. Everyone you know uh, griping and complaining and bitter and negative. But don't be grateful for the storm of all of that. Don't be grateful for the griping and complaining or you will stay in that. Other, uh, otherwise, you will remain there. Be grateful in the middle of the storms of strife and you'll move through them and out onto the other side. You may be thinking, but now, Steve, I just don't feel like being grateful. I don't feel like being uh, happy about being in this circumstance of them. How can I do something that I don't feel like doing? Well, we learn to do the things that we don't feel like doing, usually as children. That's a lesson that most of us should learn a long time ago. And then when we don't, there are many issues that you will have to overcome. Actually, the condition of the physical state of being never feels like doing something other than what it is doing right now. And I, growing up, I had a chance, I, we had a neighborhood swimming pool and, and, uh, I was put on this, the swim team as a kid. The last thing I wanted to be on was a swim team because they had to practice before the pool opened, which meant seven o'clock in the morning, we were made to go to the swimming pool and jump into freezing cold water and swim laps. Ooh, I felt it. I didn't like it. I, I don't. I just shivered. <laughs> my ba- I my it. my swimming pool needs to be my body temperature. Or I am not happy with that. So you're, you're talking about a bath. My 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 conscious <laughs> yes. state of being was uh, rejecting mm-hmm. the swimming pool. I didn't want to get into the water, and but once I was in the water. My state of being changed, and I enjoyed being in the pool. And then you couldn't get me out of the pool. Yes. Which is just the natural state of awareness, the state of consciousness. So that's the difficulty and the challenge that we all have to overcome is moving our awareness from where it's comfortable to a place that Mm -hmm. we're dictating that we should be going so that we can experience our best lives. So we're learning the power of taking the plunge. Yes, getting used yes, to that yes. you know it's funny we were actually joking the other day about um when you take a shower you know before you get in you're going oh man I don't want to get a shower I'm dry I don't want to get all wet and do all this stuff but then once you're in you, you know all of a sudden you're thinking it is warm and safe and I'm never leaving <laughs> like you just want to stay it's a lesson I'll, we learned early in life like, I live in here now yeah. <laughs> so you're right you know <laughs> right. whatever we're doing we just want to keep doing that thing that's right. that's so funny um we also have a question from Maria who is a KB in Sydney Australia what that's not, I've always wanted to visit Sydney isn't yes, that doesn't yeah. that sound like the coolest place? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. She writes in with a question, what part does the subconscious play in manifesting my desires? I've been imagining my life as I want it to be, but I keep doing the same thing while expecting things to be different. When we give when we give creative authority solely to the conscious state of awareness, it will place demands on you that are comfortable easy. The least path of resistance is attracted to the conscious state of awareness. We reprogram 
our subconscious with our imagined desires from the present tense state of being. In other words, the, the conscious state of being resists change, like we're talking about. It doesn't want to get into the pool, and then it doesn't want to get out of the pool. It resists <laughs> change. It's the, the dominant decision maker in our lives. It will be uncomfortable to move from where you are. But then meditating on what you desire to attract to, to change in your life, you're able to begin imprinting the unction into the subconscious. This is where all effective change first begins. Because then it's going to be the conscious alignment with what's been imprinted in the subconscious that begins to make transformation easier, that transcends from the life that you've been experiencing to the life that, you were wanting, that you're now desiring. The essence of who you are is dominant to the second nature of self, which is the subconscious. Uh, I meditate before I get out of bed in the morning that I'm going to be in the habit of gratitude today, no matter what, no matter who, no matter when, no matter the weather, no matter what the situation is. And then I meditate when I lay down to sleep at night. And I, I focus on my breathing to begin meditating, to quieten my thoughts. And then I bring into captivity my thoughts, my thoughts of gratitude, my thoughts of thankfulness, my thoughts of uh, the sensitivities of life that's good around me. And by doing this every day, Without fail. I've gotten to the place where I don't have to think about it anymore. Being grateful is, is second nature. It's, it's, it's an expectation of my subconscious that I'm quick to align my, my awareness and my thoughts with. I'm thankful for my best life. I'm thankful for my healing. And I am, I'm thankful and grateful for abundance. And this has just become my default mode of, of reasoning. I have noticed in my life that as soon as I stop being grateful and humbled by the essence of life within me, when I stop, then unpleasant issues begin to take over my life. Mm. Unpleasant things that I have to deal with begin to, to show up. But when I start again being grateful in all things and thankful again, well, things begin happening that favored me once before, that promote my desires to become my life. I find myself in places like in Albania that I never imagined before. I never thought I would go to, I never even thought about uh, coming to Albania and doing some of our meetings before. But I find myself here surrounded by other people of joy and happiness and a celebration of life. In quantum mechanics, like is attracted to like. Positivity to positivity, abundance to abundance, more. The expectation of more is always attracted to become more. Life to life. Knowing this, so I'm thankful, I'm thankful for the trees. I am grateful for the weather, for my family, for everything I can think of when I'm consciously practicing my gratitude. And when you speak it, and when you say it, and you look to imagine to see it, your vibrational state of being is then elevated. And that's why you begin feeling lifted. You, you, you feel like you're soaring through the day and you are lightened in your footsteps. And as a result, you stay healthy. And the elevated state of being then attracts health 
more health to you, to become more. You're expanding to become more. You're growing to become more. And that is what health is. You see, you're expecting all things to form for your good because you expect it to be good. And then favor finds you. Favor is attracted to you. Favor is there waiting for you to show up to open the door for you. When you step over the threshold of whatever building you're entering into, favor is is arriving with you. And it's like kind being attracted to like. This is how you create the life that you will experience. We, we are all one with the Creator, which has given the forms of all of life for us to reconstruct. It's like a child being given a, a, a box of building blocks. They're all there. Everything contained within the box of building blocks is there for the child to reconstruct and to develop according to his imagination, to reform, to reimagine in the way that uh, the child would build. And it's, it's the same thing with our Creator and with us and with life. We have the imagination to be able to use the substance of things hoped for to form and construct the lives that we should each desire. And this is the cure. This is The cure is gratitude for all things. This is what brings change into our lives. The provision of gladness is the thing that brings change. Um, I have a question about, you've, you've mentioned a few times as an answer to um, these questions that everyone is sending in, how it's going to require... A moment, maybe a season, but certainly a moment of of discomfort because we don't like to change this current circumstance that we're in. And such a great visual analogy that I'm certainly remembering of you jumping into the cold pool at seven in the morning. And I'm finding myself wondering, what is the strategy that you use to take that plunge? Because as you're standing at the edge of the pool and you're not wanting to jump in, what is, what is the mental push that you give yourself? How do you do that to actually proceed and actually take that plunge? Because I feel like so many things you're teaching us today, they're plunges again and again and again, over and over again. Plunges are reckless, and that's why we favor the familiar outside of kinetic belief. Kinetic belief prepares you for the plunge. Mm-hmm. Kinetic belief allows you to project yourself on the other side of it. Oh. And then the plunge becomes part of the desire. The plunge becomes an activity or an action of our belief wow. that we uh, aggressively pursue because it's part of the bigger picture. It's part of our the momentum of our kinetic belief. I but without that, that we, we're going to hold on to, to the... The, the rocking chair that's most comfortable to the, the view out the window that we uh, refuse to leave. That's incredibly powerful, this idea of projecting yourself beyond the plunge so that you're, you've already sort of practiced it. The imagination of kinetic there. belief, and that's oh, the beginning that's of it, and that's the power of, the, of journaling as well. Right. We also have, from Garstain, England, James, and he says, I'm new to kinetic belief. Hello, James. Welcome. I just started your 100-day Law of Attraction Manifestation Journal. Also, I've begun listening to your podcast, which I love. What is the difference between wishing things were different and wanting things to be different? Thank you for all the wisdom, he says. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yes. The Law of Attraction will work for you to create anything that you desire to live your best life by first 
focusing on what you already have and focusing on it with gratitude, whatever you're surrounded with, whatever you drive, wherever you live, the family that that you have, everything in your life, focusing on that and doing it with gratitude. Wishing the things you have were different will not attract different things. Focus has got to be on something other than what you have. And now this requires the use of your imagination. So be grateful for what you have, where you are, and for uh, whom you are with. Grateful for the job you have. Grateful for the friends you have and and your little dog too. (laughs) Then with gratitude overflowing your consciousness and steeped within your awareness, imagine to see your, your greater desire while feeling like you already have it. You may know someone like this. You've been around them and... At work or in the neighborhood or at a a family reunion, you know those people who just can't seem to find anything but the negative to talk about. And you'll hear about their latest medical condition. You'll, You'll hear how they are underpaid at work or their car is broken down or their kids are are the cause of trouble or they're in trouble. And even if you were in a great mood when you got there, when you leave, you feel you can feel the low vibrational energy. You can feel virtue that's left. You can feel the goodness has waned. You can feel that that, that uh, vibrational energy is at a, at a very low point, and you feel drained and exhausted by the time you get home from all of the negativity. You know the saying, and you've heard it before, is your glass half full or half empty? Right. In other words... How have you been programmed, either by yourself or those around you, or uh, that uh, formed you while you were growing up, formed much of your perspective when you were a child? How, do you, how is it that you see things? Look, perspective is preconditioned within us. And it can be changed, but not until one unbecomes some negative source influence by meditating in order to be able to shift consciousness, shift awareness, to be able to step back and see your thoughts for what they are and even smile when you see those negative thoughts come up in, in, in your mind and try to provoke you to say these negative things and you just, you know, I see, I see the thought for what it is. And you're able to separate yourself from that by stepping back and, and even smile at it rather than be controlled by it. Mm-hmm. Until you get to this point, awareness is preconditioned to define how we will think. And it's, and it's the speaking of those negative things that define us until we're able to step away from them. I have to say, I love that idea of smiling at the negative thoughts. There's nothing more disarming and, and makes something that seems like a monster seem like a little just nothing, just a cute little nothing, (laughs) than laughing at it and smiling at it. And separating yourself from it. And so you recognize that the thought is not really you. Mm. The thought is a suggestion for you to identify with or not identify with. Right. It's presenting you with this opportunity. Right. That's, wow. This is exciting today. I'm I'm just, I can't write fast enough. This is, this is great. We also have Tamara. She's writing in from Canada with the question, She says, I've gotten to where I don't enjoy going to family get-togethers anymore. See? (laughs) You saw that coming, right? She says, I've just noticed how petty everybody is. They pick on each other. They judge each other. And it has a negative effect on my vibrational energy. Any suggestions on what I should do? 
Yeah, this seems to be a theme today. You it, know, yes. The, the law of attraction yes, works for you when you are, I would say to you, first of all, when you go to the family reunions or you're going around people that have been negative or, or bitter or whatever, mm-hmm. um, go there with the idea that and know that when you are helpful to other people, when you are the buoyant one, the one with light and positivity, when you're helpful to others rather than, rather than challenging, rather mm. than succumbing to mm. the negativity, look for ways to give the advantage. Wow. Look for ways to, to um, lift others and to encourage and to celebrate others regardless of the circumstance you're in. Look for those ways. There's always a way to... Go into the kitchen and and help Nana when no one else is in there helping Nana. <laughs> or to move over and, and, and to help a child who's not being watched or play with someone or to do something positive. There's, look for ways to be the encourager and the one who celebrates life. This is the unconditional way of reconditioning our minds and our expectations. And this is the beginning of transcending beyond pettiness. Yes. Beyond the 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 complaining and the, the, the recognition of pettiness. The, the insight here is kinetic belief is generating a higher power of attraction. Life force, which is brighter and it's more emboldened and it's stronger and it's more demanding on the universe to be able to provide through the expectant gratitude of, of celebration of others. And we are all part of one. The, the family it, with their pettiness, st- we're all still part of one, created from the life source of one, extensions of the image of each other. We're all equal in that we are uniquely different for the purpose of being a fuller expression of all that there is in the universe, of all life. And it's through the celebration of this life within and without that we elevate through the honor of life, through the honor of others, regardless of their condition. Likewise, pessimism which is the opposite of happiness, is a negative energetic. It's heavy. It's, it slows by adding the friction of potential to kinetic energy until the doubt stops attracting by blocking the manifestation of our best life. So it's by focusing on all the good in all things that attracts more good to the substance of an optimistic person in that can rise above the pettiness of others. Look, actually, in a recent study, researchers found that optimistic people actually live 11 to 15% longer than those who are negative. Wow. The same study also found that when someone is not grateful, not thankful, there is negative effects that have been demonstrated to the brain. And There's a lower active pattern that's been detected, and the constant emotion of ungratefulness can negatively change a body's DNA. So it has a physical measurable effect on on our bodies. Do you think that when we go into those negative situations like you're describing, and and we've achieved that perspective shift 
by, you know, going in with the intention of helping, being a help, being a positive influence on everyone. I mean, is that, is that automatically putting us in a, at a higher level of empowerment and a higher level of expectation? Is it, is it sort of doing that for us automatically? We're always attaching ourselves um, in, in some way to some other concept, to an idea. Mm. And when we are not prepared to be a help, when we're not prepared to be elevated and to be a light and a, and a force of positivity, we're open to being attached to the negative. Wow. So, yes, by being a help and being mindful, like I said, meditating before your feet touch the floor in the morning that mm-hmm. today, I'm going to be positive regardless of the pettiness, regardless of those around me. I'm going to be sensitive to the light within me. And that becomes a force field. Wow. It makes me think of, you know, Mary Poppins, <laughs> seeing ourselves in that Mary Poppins light. You know, you just sort of fly in and, and you're the, the life of the party and the <laughs> encouragement, and the positive. You're the magic showing up for everyone. That's, and that makes it sort of exciting, too, doesn't it? Instead of going in as almost like a victim, you're going in as sort of the champion of, of everything that's about to happen. Kinetic belief is a way of life. Yes. Always prepared. Thank goodness, right? (laughs) That it is. We also have a question from Scott. He's from California, sunny California. He writes in wanting to know, how can I not focus on what I have while trying to journal and focus on what I don't have? It's not easy for me. For example, I have to keep putting my car in the shop. It's taking a lot of my focus and attention. What are your suggestions? So we are always attracting. We're always either advancing or we're not. If you perhaps don't have enough money for a new car, first, be grateful for the car that you do have, the one that's in the shop. Be grateful for the money that you do have. And think about your home. Think about your car with gratitude and the the, the food in your refrigerator. Be grateful for, for God, for source provision for the universal substance of all things that are hoped for, uh, for your employment, for everything you can think of, be grateful for that. You're, you being grateful for, for what money you have, for the car that you have, while imagining the car that's coming for you. Now it's from this place of present peace and gratitude and the patience of aggressive gratitude It's from this place that more is coming, that a car that you've imagined to receive is on its way to be added to what you're grateful for already having. We've talked about this before. Someone would come up and say, I just want a new car. And I'm standing by them in their car out in a parking lot, and I glance over, and their car is full of of Mm. fast food bags and and bottles and and trash and stuff. All up up to the windows is full of stuff. Mm. Appreciate what you have with gratitude. Take care of it. Clean it out. Uh, Be a good steward of what you have because you are grateful for what you have. And then Mm. replacement's on its way. If your leg hurts, stop and and then look within to see. See that the rest of your body is well. Be grateful for what is well. Be grateful for your eyesight. Be grateful for your one strong leg and your ability to get around rather than complaining and focusing on what's wrong. Focus on what's right. Mm -hmm. Focus on the good. And as you're being grateful, thankful for what's right, your leg will be healed. Now, this takes some self-introspection. But if you've been stuck in the 
glass half empty consciousness state of being, you can recondition your subconscious from the negative influence of pessimism. You can overcome that and do the work. When, when we focus positively on what we have, we're developing life habits of gratitude. When we focus on uh, being able to have a, a pencil to write with, even if you'd rather have a pen, appreciate the pencil and the pen will show up. Be grateful for what you have. And that's a life that begins to flourish, to grow, to advance, to become more in all directions. I really love how you kept taking us back to not just gratitude, but aggressive gratitude. Because it does give off the idea that there are, you, you're, you have these options. You can kind of mess with gratitude in a low level sort of way or you can up it and have aggression and and really pack a punch to your to your gratitude and the action part is what really stood out to me um as incredibly empowering through when you took us through that process because yes you need to speak gratitude and, and in your spirit be grateful but then there's always an action that is that you can accompany you know you're cleaning out your car you're washing the car that you're so grateful for and and that was incredibly illuminating for me remember it this way more is always coming Mm. more is always coming more of what you complain about or more of what you're grateful for wow more is always coming more is always coming wow so we also have april and she's a kb from edinburgh scotland she emailed in this question how do I reconcile entering into my medic- meditative kinetic belief for something new while allowing what is to be? Um, you know, I love these questions. This is a theme today. I think hmm. everybody is sensing something similar, all the KBs around the world. Yes, uh, April is seeking guidance on how to know when her desire for something runs counter to the universal plan, whether it's a desire for abundance or prosperity, or to manifest healing. Let's start with prosperity. If you desire more prosperity, asking is not the right approach because that implies you don't have it. (laughs) To enter into kinetic belief for more prosperity, go deeply into being in the present tense moment. This quietens the mind, and it's in the present tense moment that you enter into the abundance of life. Because if you're thinking, oh, I need money for a new car. I need money to pay off my student loan. I need money. I need money. I need money. I need money. (laughs) You're the opposite of abundance-minded. Abundance-mindedness doesn't need money. Become present tense-minded Grateful for where you are, for what you have. In a state of consciousness, the realization of a dimension in which nothing is missing or broken or upsetting. This is the totality of the beginning of who you already are. Totally complete and totally full of abundance. It's in that present tense state of awareness that you can feel the fullness of life that is present and that is inseparable from who you are. It's, it is who you were originally created to be before you began associating yourself with the world's identifiers. It is the natural born self that comes into this life before negative source influencers begin changing you, before the affliction of negative influencers. 
Let's say that you live in a, a, a very a, a place with people who constantly express dissatisfaction. The negative vibrational energy is low, and it's what many will call toxic. And you desire to live in a more vibrant place, one that is just full of life and positive expectancy, maybe like the villages down in Florida. But you want to live in this place that's just full of bright colors and golf carts. I don't know. I want but, to live in the villages. You, it looks amazing. And you can, you can then take a, a conscious <laughs> image of the space that you, you would rather occupy. And you can begin to feel it. And you, you feel the emotional state of this place. When the essence of the place you desire can be felt. And you sense it. You can smell it, and in a way, you can, you can taste it, and it starts to become you, and you, you are in that place that you dream to imagine to be in. When it excites you, and when you're grateful for the feeling that you're possessing for that place, of the place that you imagined, that means that you already have it. Otherwise, you couldn't sense it and feel it. It already exists. And it does in this universe. And whatever you want to manifest, you no longer want to have it because you feel it is already there. You don't want to have something you already have because you're grateful you already have it. It's already existing and it's, it's contained within the substance of things hoped for and will then manifest as evidence of what has not yet been seen in your life. Actually, this is the essence of kinetic belief. And it is, it's actually what Jesus meant when he said that when you pray for something, believe you have received it. He didn't say that you will have it. He said, believe that you have received it. Or your best life, whatever you imagine it to be, it already exists. Believe that you've already received what you imagined and continue in your desire with this euphoric sense of gratitude talk about your greater life and do it with enthusiasm and then do what you believe you need to do that aligns with the feeling that you've already felt expressed within you the bible says as a person thinks so is he buddha said all that we are is a result of what we have thought quantum mechanics says that the observer effect determines the way that the world behaves and is based solely upon how a person thinks. Your best life is located within you. Be present tense-minded and you will flourish to become more. And you will begin experiencing the more that you already imagine to receive. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. I'm ready. I'm stirred up. Just say this out loud. Say, I'm expanding from within the space of me. I'm expanding from within the space of me. My future is not a reflection of my past. My future is not a reflection of my past. I am full of the wisdom of me. I'm full of the wisdom of me. I choose right now. I choose right now. How I will respond to others. How I will respond to others. And I choose the peace that's within me now. And I choose the peace that's within me now. I'm unattached to things. I'm unattached to things. And so I have no fear. And so I have no fear. I am successfully 
successful within me now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am successfully successful within me now. And I'm successful in all I do. And I'm successful in all that I do. And I'm successful in all I don't do. And I'm successful in everything I don't do. I don't have to earn favor. <laughs> I don't have to earn favor. I don't have to earn love. I don't have to earn love. Or earn affection. Or earn affection. I don't have to earn approval. Mm, I don't have to earn approval. Why, you may ask? Why, you're asking? I approve of me. <laughs> I approve of me. And that's all that matters. And that's all that matters. I am love. I am love. And I approve of myself. And I approve of myself. And I love myself deeply. And I love myself deeply. From this place of awareness. From this place of awareness. The universe favors my deepest desires. The universe favors my deepest desires. Wow, I have to say, I think those are my favorite affirmations we have ever done. I'm going to be doing those all week long. And if you do want to check out the guided journal that Stephen mentioned in today's podcast, you can do that at stephenkenny.com. We also have the Attracting Abundance 21 Day guided e-course as well and some other really great resources. And make sure you follow Stephen on Instagram. His name is at Stephen Canyon. I'm so glad we were able to, to finally pull ourselves together and do another podcast. I've I missed being here with all the KBs and so sending much. out much love to yes. all you KB creatives all around the world. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.